my name is Charles Piper, and this is the story of the strangest and scariest thing to ever happen to me during a summer day camp in northern New Jersey in the mid-90s when I was a child. The camp was in Alpine, New Jersey, right by the edge of the Palisade Cliffs that fall sharply down to the Hudson River below and look out to New York. It was your standard children's day camp full of activities such as swimming, arts and crafts, sports and games. I had attended the camp for a few summers and I enjoyed it pretty well. My favorite activity were the hikes. Often we got to hike out of the main camp and go across the nearby highway via an old stone elevated pedestrian bridge and down the Palisades Cliffs to the river. For a ten-year-old boy with a penchant for adventure, a hike such as this was fantastic. Also adding to the allure of the hike was the castle we got to go to. Alright, it wasn't actually a castle, but it was shaped like a castle, and it was built right there on the very edge of the cliff. The castle was in fact a stone structure built in the 1920s by the New Jersey State Federation of Women's Clubs to celebrate their role in helping protect the Palisades. But to an excitable young kid like me, it was just a super cool awesome mini castle on a cliff, wow! So yes, I loved hiking to it. And then once there, you could climb its stone steps to get to the top and look out over the Hudson as if you were the rightful ruler of all the land. It was awesome. So on that bright and beautiful summer's day when our teenage counselors announced to us kids that we'd be hiking to the castle, we were all ecstatic. How strange it is now to think just how our jubilant moods would quickly sour and turn instead to abject fear and stunned horror. The hike began with us excited kids jumping and jostling around as our tired teenage counselors forged ahead, doing their best to contain their annoyance at our hyperactivity. We walked over the bridge and felt the hot summer air hit us as the cars on the highway below zipped past. We galumphed down into the forest on the other side, and then we saw it. The first strange sign. Lying on the ground before us were the scattered remains of a deer. It was mostly just bones by the time we arrived, but it still had a few bloody tufts of hair attached. It was a startling sight for us kids. The teenage counselors just laughed it off, but underneath it they seemed a little leery too. We had all spent several summers in these woods and had never come across a carcass like this. Especially odd was how close it was to the highway. It felt almost like it had been intentionally dragged there so as to be seen, as if it was, perhaps, a warning. Despite this ominous sight, we trekked on. This was summer camp! This was our favorite hike! We kids couldn't be deterred just because some dippy old deer had become some other animal's lunch. We arrived at the castle, and we rapidly noticed that something was off. We kids stared about, trying to figure out what was wrong when it dawned on us. Most of the trees around the castle were dead. It was the middle of summer, and yet the trees were all dead, as if it were autumn. The trees were bare, sparse, skeletal. The few trees that still had leaves had yellowed, cracking, crumbling ones. Minutes ago it had seemed a beautiful and bright summer day, but now it felt like fall. I tried to tell one of the counselors about this, but they thought I was being silly. Trust me when I tell you it is hard to sound serious when your voice hasn't dropped yet and you're trying to discuss possible supernatural interference regarding trees. However, as silly as it sounded, all of us kids felt it truly, deeply. Something was wrong. Something that our older counselors weren't picking up on. It was then that I noticed another of our counselors was sitting down on the very edge of the cliff with his feet dangling off into the void below. 
He seemed extremely upset about something and had to slowly be helped away from the cliff by one of the other teenagers. Again, they tried to laugh it off, but it was odd. Why had he suddenly been stricken by such a deep sadness? It seemed inexplicable and horrifying to us kids. Though perhaps if we were a few years older and were teenagers ourselves, such sudden mood swings may have been more relatable. However, at the time, we took it as another sign of the strangeness that seemed to be creeping in around us from all sides. The hype continued. We began climbing down the steep stone stairs that long ago had been cut into the cliffside. Halfway down, we came across a large boulder on which someone had scrawled the following. Beware the trees. Beware the living forest. This was now all getting to be a bit too much. What was going on? We kids started to really get a nerve now. Nonetheless, we marched on, propelled by the counselors who seemed impervious to the mounting strangeness. We reached the bottom and began to walk the Hudson River path. The counselors brought us to a tiny, pebble-filled beach. They hung together and chatted, leaving us to our own devices. We walked along the pebble-strewn beach and stared at the gray and dirty waters of the Hudson. Just then, one of the girls in our group yelled out, Hey, look! She was pointing down to where the land jutted out into the water several yards away. The land there was covered in tall weeds which blew about in the slight summer breeze. The girl's eyes were wide and she pointed a trembling finger towards the weeds. It was then when all the rest of us saw it. There, sitting amongst the waving weeds, was a dark thing staring right towards us. The thing was covered in grimy black cloth that seemed to have been burnt. The thing did not move. It just sat there, as still as a stone, hunched in the weeds by the edge of the land, staring at us. If it had a face, we could not see it, for it was hidden within the folds of its dark cloth. But we all felt it looking at us. To this very day, I can recall the sensation of feeling watched by this thing. And on that day, in my mind's eye, I actually saw two dark eyes staring at me. All of us kids felt it. What is it? Someone cried. I don't know, another kid yelled. But it's watching me. It's watching me too. What do you see? Eyes, red eyes. It's staring at me with red eyes. There, it moved. It moved its arms. No, it didn't. It did. Just now, it did. No, I've been staring at it this whole time. It didn't move, but I just saw it move. How can we be seeing it move if it isn't moving? Some of us began to cry and shake. The fear was palpable. It felt dreadful, like we were suffocating under the heavy cloak of the thing itself. I forced myself away from staring at the thing and went to get one of the counselors. Surely they could help determine what this thing was and get us away from there. So I ran to one of the counselors and told him to come quick because something was staring at us. The teenager chuckled and followed me to the others. We all pointed towards the hooded figure. The counselor squinted at the thing and then said, It's just a potted plant full of dirty flowers and rags. We were stunned, and I am still stunned to this day by what the teenager said. The teenager was actually seeing something entirely different than what we kids were seeing. Where we all saw a hunched, hooded thing, he saw a potted plant? I wish I could tell you differently that he did not say this, that he too saw what we had seen. But he didn't. He genuinely did not see what we were seeing. The terror we kids felt now rose sharply. Those who were crying cried harder. We had to get away. The counselors were shocked at us. They thought we were being crazy. But they relented to our wails and began to march us back up the stone stairs of the cliff. We kids scrambled up those stairs, all the while looking back over our shoulders, expecting to see the hooded thing following us. 
Some of us even started to see blurry figures following us around in the woods. We genuinely felt we were being followed and that we would be hurt. One of the girls began screaming, It's gonna kill me! It's gonna kill me! So with terror gripping our rapidly beating hearts, we rushed up the cliff, out of the woods, and back to our summer camp. Being back at the camp, surrounded by happy kids running around unaware of what we had just been through, felt just as shocking as what had just happened. Our counselors didn't want to deal with what to them appeared to be a mass tantrum on our part, so they just hurried us off to the next scheduled event. Swimming, we walked like zombies into the changing rooms. Then we shuffled slowly into the pool, still dumbfounded by what we had just experienced. The girl who had been yelling that the thing was going to kill her was still convinced that it was going to show up at her home that night and end her life. We sat on the scratchy steps in the water of the shallow end and tried to calm her down. Sitting there half submerged, we discussed the thing we had just seen. After a while, the general consensus was that the thing we had seen hadn't even been human. No, we now believe that the thing had probably been a stolen store mannequin draped in black cloth that had been placed there for some sort of dreadful, fiery ritual. The ritual had clearly been evil, possibly even satanic. We kids were just unfortunate to have come across it the day after the ritual, and we all had fallen prey to the residual evil it was still exuding. How else can we explain how we felt it staring at us, and how we all saw it moving when it had never really moved? It had been an effigy burnt for evil. Sitting there in the pool with the hot summer sun shining down on us, we all swore never to forget what had just happened. We feared that with time we too would laugh it off like the teenagers did, and eventually we just think we'd overreacted and made it up. We couldn't let that happen. We wouldn't let that happen. We promised each other to remember this terror always, and so we did. Or at least I did. Remember now, this happened in the mid-90s, before Facebook and Twitter. And anyway, we were all too young to have our own email addresses then. Plus, we were all just camp friends. The other kids all came from other towns, and once camp ended, so did our friendships. Now, all these years later, I can't even recall any of the other kids' names. But I can recall the thing I saw with them and the fear on their faces. Maybe, perhaps, one of them may come across this story now and will remember the thing as well. I hope so. I'd love the validation. Years passed before I felt comfortable even being in a car driving past that patch of woods on the Palisades. I eventually did return once to the castle when I was in high school to shoot a video project there. However, I did not hike back down the stone steps to the Hudson even though they were right there beside me. I guess a part of me was still afraid of what I may have found down there. Looking back on this now, I see it as a near-perfect dissection of the differences between the mind of a child and the mind of a teenager. We kids saw the thing as some mystical evil influencing everything around us. The teenagers, well they just saw a potted plant. Who was right? And does it even matter? For regardless of what we saw or didn't see, it was what we felt that was truly terrifying. For indeed, what is more scary than the fear of the unknown in the mind of a child?